0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. This is Tessa Robertson, and I am coming at you with a new podcast idea that I had. So this one is going to be centered around abortion. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, the reason why I want to talk about abortion, obviously, is because in recent news circulating, um, the... Roe versus Wade um, case and the possible reversal of that decision. Um, now, naturally, um, women all across America are up in arms about this, men and women. And um, I just wanted to break down all of it and kind of maybe come from a more personal perspective and one that maybe we haven't looked at yet in society as a whole. So um, first and foremost, I'm just going to start off by saying I was um, a scheduled abortion that never took place. So my mom was in a highly abusive relationship with my biological father and the situation was not conducive to having another child now she already had my brother um they were very very poor and um she was lost she didn't know what to do she was by herself she was in this abusive relationship um things were already bad in calgary a big city and this was a girl that was straight from the farm prior to no life experience um so going forward she was petrified and um she made an appointment to have an abortion with me she even made it to the clinic and um something inside of her said you know you can do this at least we will all be together. Um, She already had my brother. So in that regard, she already knew mothership, but um, not even in a healthy state, right? It's not the ideal state um, of mind or relationship that you would want to be in to be bringing another child into it. But nonetheless... Um, yeah, she just said, well, it'll be the three of us then. And she got up and she walked out and here I am today sharing this story with you guys. And now <laughs> on the flip side of all of that, I had an abortion at 18 years old and, um, no, sorry, I was 19, 19 years old. And, um, it was terrible to be quite honest with you. Um, so many people ask, you know, well, no, people don't ask, but, um, in general, people want to know, like, I wonder if it's a regrettable decision. And then there's uh, women out there who have said like, no, I'm totally proud. I'm glad that I feel comfortable, that I never had children, never wanted to be a mom. It was never for me. Kumbaya. Um, Me being a mom now of two boys, it's another perspective that I get to have um, is seeing what would have and could have been seeing what life, the potential of life could have been um, is extremely humbling. And it dives me so far into motherhood and into my boys. It's not even funny. The type of love that I have for them because of the choice that I made all of those years ago um, is one that I am grateful for. And because of me being grateful for that, it also helped healing, right? Because you have to get honest with yourself. And when you do something in your life that doesn't align with your soul and who you are and you know this at a foundation, but you are so consumed by depression and and financial restraints and unhealthy relationship and substance abuse you truly truly feel lost and like you are doing the best thing and that there's you know you it's mind-blowing now actually truly to think back on it all now I'm healed from it and um, I've made my peace with God about it I mean it took 10 years or more for that but um Of spiraling out of control and and not feeling in alignment with my own soul um i drank my face off you know i um i really battled with my now husband um he fathered that baby as well and he fathers um our two boys that we have so even that was an interesting um concept for us to go through together but the whole point of me sharing my past with you is just so that you understand where I'm coming from when I go forward with our abortion discussion today I'm not coming from a self-righteous I have no idea in the world what a woman could possibly be going through to make her make a decision like that I actually do fully understand and I am and was that woman And um, that's why I wanted to do this. Because we don't get to hear a lot of these stories from the other side. Uh, We also don't get to hear stories from someone who was potentially supposed to be aborted. And what I've done with my life and how unbelievably thankful I am that my mom took the chance. And that she struggled. And that she did what she had to do so I could be here. Um, So... Going forward into our discussion, the thing of it is, is that um, our society has built this protective armor around the right of abortion without, I think, fully understanding or comprehending that it's a right that maybe a we've already made and b. Maybe it's a right that we don't even fully comprehend that we're ready and able to live with. So for the first point of what I said, and that it being the only option and the only choice, we aren't really told anything different. You know, on the other, on the one side, on the, on the God side of it all, the worldly God side of it all, they, they browbeat you, right? And it's like sex and death, it's sin and you're going to hell. And at least that's how the Catholics taught it back in the day, which is ironic. And, um, which is also just unrealistic, right? It's like, that's an unhealthy way to educate population on intimacy, sex, having sex, reproduction, all of that stuff. Fear bait, which is also ironic because they continue to do that with everything. Anyways, um, back to abortion. (laughs) Um, The thing about it is, we act like it's this glorified right that we're not even ready to actually make. So the first part of my whole thing was that um, we've already made the choice. And we have, because if we want to even basically just break down the numbers of abortion, it's less than 1% of abortion that happens is due in part because of a non-consensual situation. So that being a rape, an assault, something of that degree, less than 1%. I think I believe it is 0.3 is due to incestuous reasons so within the family <clears throat> molestation. And so 92% of all abortions don't have a reason attached to them based on planned parenthood. Now no reason to end life I don't think a lot of people truly stop and think about that and what that means I mean 92% of people and there were 6 of people economic purposes so poverty yada 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 Well, I'm sure as a society we could fix that problem considering the amount of money that our governments love to blow, funding terrorism. I digress. Now, for the 92%, it's a choice, or it was a choice, that they made, but no longer wanted to truly live with the consequences of that choice and those choices and the consequences of them is an actual living breathing human being now because the consequence is so large and so huge does that mean that all of a sudden then we have the right to get rid of it no I don't believe so. If anything, I believe that the conversation then needs to turn into the importance of women understanding their power because that's what we really actually do have. We have an overwhelming amount of power and what the feminist movement has done with abortion, I actually believe, has taken away women's power. It has stripped women from believing and knowing within themselves that they've had the power the entire time. That their womb is theirs, as are their sexual organs. Which is also why we have a higher born responsibility. Right? Think about that. Men didn't impose wombs onto us, right? We were born with them. We were born with an inherent responsibility of carrying life. Which means we were also born with an inherent responsibility to treat our bodies and that reproductive system with the utmost respect and not frivolously by being promiscuous, by being unsafe, by not wanting to take responsibility for our actions. And I mean, that might be really harsh to say, but it's 100% true. And it's the truth that is costing the lives of millions of babies world round, worldwide. I think if you don't want to be a mother and you find yourself in that situation, part of reaping your consequences would be actually going through with birthing that baby and then putting that baby up for adoption. And if that's the route that we have to go to in society, where we remove Planned Parenthood altogether from the ability to give abortions, and we actually instilled a system that was catered towards helping women that find themselves in the situation of having a child, and they're not in a position to properly take care of that child? Why don't we have a planned parenthood that gives you parent planning? So psychological help, educational help, job planning, house planning, how to save, how to do all of these things. Well, technically, that is what school is supposed to be, but it's not, right? Because school is actually an indoctrination camp for our children. on agendas and molding the minds of our children, essentially. Not to what we we know is best, necessarily, clearly, as we're seeing in the education system now. But why don't we do that? Why don't we have a planned parenthood that helps women go through this? That it's not doom and gloom. That having a baby is not going to ruin your life. And it actually doesn't. (coughs) The process of having a baby and the experience of your baby does not ruin your life. If anything, it actually enriches your life. It's the situation and circumstantial situations around you having your baby. That's where the stress is. That's where the problems arise. Those are the leading causes as to what causes women to have abortions. So why not tackle the reasons causing women to do this? Instead of putting a stamp of approval on mass killing babies. Without properly educating women on the repercussions after the fact. Because ironically enough, everyone will get into the crowd and they'll chant and they'll cheer for your right to have an abortion. But no one is there after the fact. You're completely alone. You're actually almost even more alone. Right? Because you knew that there was something inside of you before. It's a choice that I don't believe majority of women that make it fully grasp what it's going to do to them. And then it's too late. And then you either have to battle your way out of dark depression, remain desensitized so that it doesn't actually seep in, right? Don't legitimize the life in your mind so that you can remain in denial you struggle It's uh, no one just forgets, let me tell you that much no one ever forgets their abortion never and if you can't forget it Like I said, you make peace with it. You forgive yourself. You ask God to forgive you. And you continue to be and lead a life that does represent your morals and your principles and your integrity and what you do believe in. And so then the second part of that First being we don't really understand our <clears throat> choice, but and so I think it's extremely important for us as a society is to realize that we need to get away from this glorified idea that has been imposed onto women and into women's minds generationally and purposefully, I believe, to bring down women and the true sense of womanhood and femininity. Like, I mean, what else is the highest level of patriarchy if feminists if feminists want to go that high what is the highest level of patriarchy convincing women that they don't even want or desire to have their inherent born divine ability in their birthright there is nothing else it's insane to me that is the highest level of patriarchy It's to convince women that they don't even want or need to be what they were born here to do and be. It's crazy. To make it a concept that you reject so fiercely. Like we have women screaming in the streets. That kill them babies. I have the right to have them sucked out of me. Like some of the most outrageous satanic shit is coming out of people's mouths and I don't even think that they realize it. It is just unwell. It is truly unwell. We need to stop with the charade and the glorifications of things that are truly hindering the essence the health and stability of humanity. We need to stop glorifying these things. We need to stop having one-sided conversations on topics that are truly affecting people's lives and will continue to affect people's lives forever. What has happened is, is that, you know, everybody wants the friend, the friend that tells the truth, but the friend that ends up telling the truth ends up being the friend that's shunned. Well, why is that? Is it because the friend is wrong or is it because the truth is uncomfortable? Well, the truth is still uncomfortable, but it's still the truth. Now. Does everyone have their own free, sovereign rights over their own bodies? Yes, they do. We have the full 100 complete responsibility, sovereignty, ownership of our choices, ourselves, our decisions, our thoughts, how we move, what we do. That is on us. That is what it means to be sovereign so I believe that everybody does have the right to do what it is that they need to do for themselves Mm. but that does not absolve you from the consequences of the actions that you make and some consequences are much greater than others some consequences live and breathe and walk around the earth (coughs) and some consequences don't but then you just have to live with them I don't believe that this should be a pillar of standard for society to overall look at I don't believe that this is even a message that should be promoted to women. I believe if there's a reason why your pregnancy is unhealthy or for whatever reason that you make with your medical doctor for medical reasons it should remain as that. Everything else is just more divisive tactics on the human spirit. And it needs to stop and we need to wake up and we need to realize this and we need to start getting honest with ourselves. So that is it for my TED Talk. (laughs) I hope you guys um, resonated with some of that, any of it. And um, yeah, stay blessed and stay well.